say nothing. Listen with utmost care, he said. You understand me. You are in danger. You know this. You can see the tools against the far wall. But do not look at them. Look at me. The speaker held the man's staring eyes with his own, which were deep grey and did not blink. I brought you here following testimony from those who know you, he said. They came to me, and I am bound to listen. Their words have been recorded. You can see them on the tabletop, those volumes, there. No, do not look at them either. Look at me. You are afraid. If you let it turn your mind, it will be the end of you. So I will ask you to remember that you are a human being, a master of your passions. When I ask you a question, you will need to answer it. And if you do not speak the truth, I will know. The truth is all I desire. You have one chance left, so hold on to it. Hold on to it. Clutch it. Never deviate from it. Do you understand what I am telling you? The man before him tried to do as he was bid. He tried to hold his interrogator's gaze, to keep his hands from shaking uncontrollably, and that was difficult. He looked ill. He stank. Two days in a cell listening to the screams filtering up from the levels below would do that to you. He couldn't reply. His scab-latticed lips twitched, but the words would not come. He shivered, twitching, fingers flexing, unable to do what was asked of him. His interrogator waited. He was used to waiting. He had overseen a thousand sessions on a hundred worlds, so giving this one a little more time would serve well enough. He sat back in his fine all-wood chair, pressed his hands together, and rested his chin on the apex of his armoured fingers. Do you understand me? he asked again. The man before him tried to answer again. His face was ashen, just like all low-born faces on terror. Throne world grey, the pallor of a life lived under the unbroken curtain of toxclouds. I... he tried. I... The questioner waited. A thick robe hung from his armoured shoulders, lined with silver death's heads at the hem. His hair was slicked back from a hard-cut face, waxed to a high sheen. His nose was hooked, his jawline sharp. Something faintly reptilian lingered over those features, something dry, patient and unbreaking. Over his chest lay the only formal badge of his office, a skull-form rosette of the Ordo Hereticus, fashioned from iron and pinned to the trim of the cloak. It was a little thing, a trifle, barely larger than the heartstone jewel of an amulet, but in that rosette lay dread, hard-earned over lifetimes. The bound man could not drag his gaze away from it, try as he might. It was that, more than the instruments which hung in their shackles on the rust-flecked wall, more than the odour of old blood which rose from the steel floor, more than the scratch-marked synth-leather bonds that held him tightly in his metal chair. The Inquisitor leaned forwards, letting polished gauntlets drop to his lap. He reached down to the belt at his waist and withdrew a long-barrelled revolver. The grip was inlaid ivory, the chamber adorned with a rippling serpent motif. 
he idly swung the cylinder out, observed the rounds nestled within, then clicked the chamber back into place. He pressed the tip of the muzzle against his subject's temple, observing a minute flinch as the cold steel rested against warm flesh. I do not wish to use this, the Inquisitor told him softly. I do not wish to visit any further harm upon you. Why should I? The Emperor's realm, infinite as it is, requires service. You are young, you are in passable health, you can serve if you live. One more pair of hands. Such is the greatest glory of the Imperium, the toil of unaccountable pairs of hands. The man was shaking now, a thin line of drool gathering at the corner of his mouth. And I would not waste my ammunition by choice, the Inquisitor went on. One bullet alone is worth more than you will ever accumulate. The shells are manufactured on lunar by expert hands, adept at uncovering and preserving the things of another age, and they know the value of their art. This is sanguine, and none but two of its kind were ever made. The twin, Saturnine, has been lost for a thousand years, and has most likely been unmade. And so, consider... Would I prefer to use it on you and cause this priceless thing some small harm, or would I rather that you lived and told me all you know and allowed me to put it back in its holster? The man didn't try to look at the gun. He couldn't meet the gaze of the Inquisitor, and so stared in panic at the rosette, blinking away tears, trying to control his shivering. I told you, he started. The Inquisitor nodded encouragingly. Yes, you did. You told me of the false angel. I thought then that we might get to the truth, so I let you talk. Then your fear made you dumb, and we were forced to start again. Perhaps everything you have told me was a lie. See, now, I am used to those. In my every waking hour I hear a lie from a different pair of lips. Lies are to me like teardrops transparent and short-lived. If you lie to me again, I will perceive it, and Sanguine will serve you. So speak. Speak now.